Um, God is able in every situation, in every circumstance. I had a bit of a challenging situation last night with my mother, uh, who's 93 and lives over in Headley. And uh, so I had to leave the party where we were going under arches and doing all sorts of things last night. Had to leave a bit early and go and spend the night with her. Because um, there was a real concern for her in the middle of the night. And, um, but God is faithful. And this morning, uh, I gave her that verse that you just quoted there in your prayer, Andrew, uh, before, I think, about uh, new every morning, the mercies of God. Great is his faithfulness. So uh, I can testify to that as a, as a real thing today. Now, um, Dave put me under a bit of pressure in the week. He said, Olaf, I want a title. Or I want a Bible passage. I was thinking, but I don't want to tell anybody. So I thought, right, okay, here's a title. To be or not to be a donut? <laughs> that is the question. So to, to set the scene, let me just uh, take you to an airport lounge. And um, there's a guy who's got a flight to catch, um, but he has to kill a bit of time. So he goes into the cafe and uh, he uh, gets uh, a bag of mini donuts and he gets um, a, a coffee. He settles down, prepared to just enjoy his donuts. And then there's another bloke who comes in uh, who's had a newspaper opposite, opposite him. He's got this big newspaper out, and he begins reading it. And he leans down and he reaches for the bag of donuts and takes one out. <laughs> and he eats it. And our bloke's looking at him thinking, What? Well, he reaches forward, thinks, I'd better get one myself, so he gets one himself. Anyway, this other chap opposite him, through his newspaper, smiles again, just reaches down and picks the bag and takes out a donut and just eats the donut. Well, this went on until there was one donut left in the bag. Our bloke is like steams coming out of his ears. He can hardly believe what he's seeing. This isn't proper. And the bloke looks down at the last donut in the bag, and he smiles at the guy, he tears it in half and puts a bit down. He eats it, and he walks off. Our guy is dumbfounded, like that. And then he realises, oh, I'd better go and get my own plane. Time is up. So he reaches down, gets his coat, and then he sees his unopened bag <laughs> of ten donuts. Oops! I don't know whether you've heard of it before, but I'm going to bring a slightly difficult, uh, difficult, different um, uh, application to that. Uh, hopefully you'll see why uh, I, I mentioned that in a bit. So if you've been with us for the past three months, uh, you'll know very well this whole thing about journey, where we have been, where we're going, and what's coming ahead. Yes, thank you. I have some uh, people who are going to now assist in things. Don't panic, it's all right. The exits are over there, the toilets are over there. No panic. Or somewhere, anyway. Um, and um, we have thought about things we leave behind. We've thought about needing the right kind of journey, uh, the right kind of vehicle for the journey as, as we press ahead. Um, and there may be some new features to this vehicle. It's probably still going to have wheels, but it's probably going to be different in different uh, ways to take us uh, in maybe different types of terrain. Who knows? But there'll be some helpful changes for us as we press on to become the kind of church that Jesus Christ wants us to be. And part of that is looking at how we become a welcoming church. What a welcoming church looks like and how we can help people who may be visiting us 
Not only look at us and think, that's an interesting kind of church, but look and think, that's the kind of church I would like to be part of. And to come again and keep coming and actually find after a while, oh, I'm now part of this church. How did that happen? Uh, Not in any subtle, devious way, but just in a way to help people integrate into church life. Andrew was preaching last week about disciples. And you might remember that uh, he was taking us through thinking about one anothering, what it means to one another. Um, And there's lots of references to how we can love one another, uh, forgive one another, and uh, so on. And the church, the early church, the disciples there, they were known for it. They were known for loving one another, being kind to one another, uh, and all those things. So now that uh, we've got uh, people standing by, you you don't need to stand there all the time, Nicole, otherwise you you might be standing for a while. I'm going to keep people on the edge of their seats. (laughs) But let's pray. Father, I thank you that uh, you have given us uh, your presence this morning. Thank you we stand here in your grace Uh, Lord, I pray as we go deeper into you, you come deeper into us, and that this would be a real joy-filled experience as we push towards you in praise and in love, and to each other as well. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, well, um, I want to tell you about my father. Um, My father was generous-hearted. He was kind. He was thoughtful. He loved to throw a party. He loved to invite people to a party. He was big-hearted. And uh, he would make sure in a party that no one was left out, um, people would be talked to, and uh, they uh, would be put at ease. He was very relational. Now, he wasn't perfect. But I wonder if you can guess who he reminds me of a little bit. Turn with me, please, to Luke chapter 14. And verse 15. So Jesus is telling a story, as he often did, but a story with a purpose, and a story about someone he loved deeply, and a story about his father. So I'm reading it to, uh, verse 15 here. When one of those at the table with Jesus heard this, he said to Jesus, Blessed is the man who will eat at the feast in the kingdom of God. Jesus replied, A certain man was preparing a great banquet and invited many guests. At the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to tell those who had been invited, Come, for everything is now ready. A bit like last night. Chris saying, Come on, we've got everything ready. Come, everything is now ready. But they all began to make excuses. The first said, I've just bought a field, and I must go and see it. Please excuse me. Another said, I've just bought five yoke of oxen, and I'm on my way to try them out. Please excuse me. Still another said, I've just got married. I can't come. The servant came back and reported this to his master. Then the owner of the house became angry and ordered his servant, go out quickly into the streets and the alleys of the town and bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind, the lame. Sir, the servant said, what you've ordered has been done, but there's still room. 
Then the master told his servant, go out to the roads and country lanes and make them come in so that my house will be full. I tell you, not one of those men who were invited will get a taste of my banquet. Now, what I've got to share with you today isn't terribly deep. Sorry. But it's very obvious. Um, don't forget the donuts, by the way. That's what's under those things that... Oh! Mmm. Exciting, isn't it? Let's talk about God our Father. Um, he's generous. He's giving. He's loving. He's sharing. He throws parties. He calls gatherings. He doesn't want anyone to be left out. He doesn't want gaps. He says, go out into the high street. Call them in. We don't want empty spaces. We want a full house. You know, the party last night was great. There might have been space for a few more, but it was great. God wants a full house. He wants a full party. Because he's generous, invitational, welcoming, and he calls us to a close relationship with him. After all, who was it who so loved the world? that he gave his son. He gave the supreme thing, the, the apple of his eye, all that he could do. Why? To bring you to the party, to bring you close to him, because he's a relational, loving God who wants you to be able to call him Father, to come and enjoy his banquet. And his heavenly banquet begins here. There's things to eat, there's things to taste, things to celebrate now. You don't have to defer it. It can be enjoyed now as we were doing so in worship. All are invited. So I'm not going to do, I tell you, I'm not terribly deep. So today I'm not going to do a thorough exegesis on this Bible passage. I know, you're disappointed. Uh, but just to say, be careful not to overlook the invitation of God to his offer today. It's a generous Offer. Now let's think about Jesus. Jesus invites people to come to him as well, doesn't he? It's always happening. You look through the New Testament, you'll always see people coming to Jesus. And you'll hear him saying, Come to me, all you who are thirsty. Come to me, you who are tired, and I'll give you rest. Come to me if you're sick. If you're hungry, if you're feeling dirty, if you're stained, and I will give you rest. I will feed you. I will wash you. I will quench your thirst so you don't go, need to go and drink anywhere else. I will satisfy your hunger. I will satisfy every need you have, every anxiety. He welcomed children. He welcomed widows. He welcomed every single person you can imagine. He shared his life. He shared his love. He shared himself. And he still wants us to come to him so that he can satisfy every need. And I just say to you, what's your need today? Jesus is inviting you to come to him and have that need satisfied in him. He wants you to be able to call his dad... Almighty God, Father. That's the greatest need of a human heart. 
And I just say to you this morning, if there is anyone here who doesn't yet know what it is to say, Dad, Abba, Father, now is a moment. Because there comes a time, you know, with that feast when the invitations stop going out and it'll be too late. And so there's a little solemn moment not to miss the invitation to God's favor, to his blessing. Now is the day of salvation, isn't it? We don't know about tomorrow. I don't know about tomorrow for my mother. I know today is the day of salvation. So just pause for a moment there. If there is anyone who has not yet made that accepting, sending back an RSVP, as it were, saying, yes, thank you, I, I, I want to accept that. You can do it that simply. It doesn't have to be clever, fancy words. Um, but if you're doing that in your heart in any degree at the moment, praise God, press in on that, hold on to it, and speak to one of us later. We'd love to pray with you for that. You know, God's a giver. He wants us to be receivers and givers. Start with receiving to help you be a giver. Um, let's just uh, go uh, right. Let's let's think about um, let's think about the Holy Spirit for a moment. Then, so the Holy Spirit, uh, Joel in the Old Testament, he said that there was a time coming in the future when the Holy Spirit would be poured out on everybody: old men, young men, women. Everybody, sons and daughters. And then in Acts, which is one of the most exciting books of the New Testament to read, you see it happening. You see the unfolding of the blessing of God being poured out as the early church experienced the banquet and favor of God, the Holy Spirit coming upon them. And transformation, Andrew was talking about before, transformation occurs Amongst that group of people, they are filled and empowered with the Holy Spirit. Note, everyone received. When the Holy Spirit is poured out in Acts 2, not one person is missed out. And you think about this room here. I don't know how many of us there are, but not one person is missed out by the generous gift of God. You know, God doesn't play past the parcel and you hope the music stops when it comes to you. And it's not like a Christmas tree where everyone's got a little name on it, but you haven't. Everyone gets the gifts that God has for us. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing. And after that, what happened? They all received. What happened to the early church? Well, the church family shared everything. They spent loads of time with each other. People outside saw something was happening, so God added to the number because it was a place you wanted to be because there was love. There was the grace of God. There was the power of God. There was the generosity and favor of God. And think what those people were. They were much like us, actually. They were, before the grace of God, selfish, inward, independent, greedy, materialistic, any type of label you'd like to give. But once the Holy Spirit came upon them, they were outward. They were invitational. They were sharing. They were generous. They were loving. They welcomed people into the heart 
of the family of the church. They shared their lives. And it's only the powerful generosity of God, the overwhelming grace of God, that could do that with one person or a group of people or a church come to that. Only the grace of God pouring out his Holy Spirit upon the church. Now then, I'm not trapping you, I promise. But we've thought about these things. What kind of a church should we be then? Here we are, 2,000 and odd years later. How are we doing? How's the church in the UK doing? I get statistics sent to me uh, from uh, Peter Brawley, who's a Christian statistician. And if you read some of the stats, it's not good reading. That's the church in general. But actually, how about us? Uh, How are we doing? Um, Let's go back to that little donut story, because I promise you there was a reason in that story. Maybe some of you are saying, I think I see what you're saying. Um, Them there donuts, they is for sharing. They is not for ordering. There's for sharing. And um, my question to you is, well, do you want to be a donut sharer or a donut hoarder? Did you note, were any of you feeling for the guy who bought the donuts? Because I was when I first kind of came across that. And, you know, there was a little bit of judgmentalism going on, thinking, how dare you, that's really not on, nicking all his donuts. So a bit of judgmentalism was rising there. Um, that's kind of the, one of the reactions that can be there of, of a donut hoarding um, uh, style or mindset. Some while ago, not that long ago, um, Andrew and the elders uh, asked us, uh, Lindsay and myself, to um, pray about... Um, a fresh approach to build on what Dave and the stewards and all these other excellent things have happened, um, to think about welcome and integration, how we as a church family might take a fresh peep, uh, that's a bit old-fashioned, that, isn't it? Look um, at uh, integration and welcome. Um, so um, that's what we've been mulling over for the last little while, um, what it, it means to be a welcoming church and how to kind of help people find a route, if you like, in to the church family if they want it. Um, So um, we had a meeting, uh, and quite a lot of people came, actually, it's really encouraging, um, to a welcome and integration meeting. Um, I don't know, when was it? Was it before Christmas? It probably was, wasn't it now? Um, Time flies. And um, at that meeting, we thought about the good, the bad, and the ugly, uh, no Westerns going on here, but here in, in Alton, we just thought about our church, and we thought about other churches, what experiences people had had of the good experiences, and loads of things came up of good experiences on a board, and then loads of experiences of bad experiences in church, um, and also um, some very bad, the very, very ugly sort of things that you really wouldn't hope for. Um, so, I, I have the sheets written over there, but I'm not going to bother getting them out. On the bad, there were things like um, the bad and the ugly, judgmentalism. That's the donut hoarder approach, the older brother kind of, oh, I'm not sure about you coming here. 
Um, judgmentalism, uh, cliques, that's, you know, we just talk to the people we know, and we can, yes, 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 but other people there, you know, they've got a bit of the, the backs to them. Um, because we're talking to people we know and we're comfortable with. And actually that means I haven't, uh, I, you haven't got time for the other people. So cliques, it's not good, it's not good. Um, and unfriendliness, uh, this has come out even in conversations with one or two. Uh, a sense of sometimes unfriendliness, even being ignored. And the list was actually quite a long list. It was sadly far too long. Um, but the good, there were good points as well. It's like noticing people, noticing someone new amongst us um, and uh, welcoming them, uh, making them feel uh, appreciated, giving them a bit of time. Uh, befriending them, inviting them in, and giving space to them and, and including them in conversations or whatever's going on. So, what is our church family in the year 2017 meant to look like, feel like, be like? Not just for us, but for newies coming in. What's it meant to be like? Well, I would suggest to you humbly that it's not meant to be a place with cliques. It's not meant to be a place with unfriendliness. I would suggest to you that um, it's meant to be a place where everyone's valued, um, feels welcomed, um, noticed, um, included, uh, can share something of the goodness of God and not go out there and think, I hardly spoke to anyone, no one really noticed me, and they drift out like a waif. Um, Jesus asked us to share his good news. Not bad news. He's a good news man. And he wants us to share good news with all who come to him, just as he shared his good news with us. And he's given us the gift of each other to do that and the gift of his Holy Spirit to help us do it as well. It's a win-win situation. So, the idea of welcome and integration in our church is to think about our Father, think about his heart, think about his world, think about his plans, think about the way he likes to treat people. Oh, and then think about Jesus. Mustn't forget that. How Jesus gave himself you know, sometimes we think, oh, can I, can I spare that person five minutes? I'm just... He gave himself repeatedly and still does. He gave himself. Oh, and then the Holy Spirit, of course, poured out on all. No one left out. No kind of little corridor where someone's shut out and, and misses out. Oh, no, come on in. Come and receive. Come be blessed. Come be filled. Come be empowered. Come be excited in God. So, that's what we would like to see in our church family. And let's face it, we've all sometimes maybe not spoken to a new person, or um, we've just kept in our own safe, safe, safe little groups. Um, we've, you know, this isn't a beating up time, this is just an encouraging time to think, hang on, let's take a fresh look at how we should be church um, today in this town of Alton. Um, so, um, what you're going to see from Sunday the 5th of March, get it right, I was, I was nearly into April then, 
lack of sleep. Um, Sunday the 5th of March is, um, there will be some uh, people sporting new apparel, looking at Ben, and there's been a lot of conversation, a lot of emails going around. Let me tell you, you won't believe it. But there will be some very fetching garments modelled by people. Um, mustn't say too much about it, but there will be a golden rich theme to it, and I, I won't say too much more, but look out for them and expect to have a very warm welcome uh, from them. I'm Olaf, and I like warm hugs. I didn't write that down. I just thought of that then. Dangerous to do that, isn't it? As, as, you, <laughs> as you go forward. Um, so these welcomers are going to work with the stewards. And, you know, we did give them a bit of a rah-rah the other day, and that's good. The stewards do a great job week in, week out, and they always have. So there's going to be a partnership going on with them. Um, but guess what? There's more space on our little welcome team. So if you fancy modelling a really cool piece of apparel... <laughs> I do that when I'm feeling cool. So if you see me do that, I'm feeling cool. Um, then uh, just ask Lindsay and myself, and we would love to have a few more on our little team of uh, welcomers. And looking out there, some great faces, welcoming faces, and I'd love to see you guys actually on, on the team. Um, so you'll hear about people who are befrienders. So there's going to be like a welcome team over there. The stewards kind of, it's like passing the ball on. We'll come to the welcome team. They'll be loved and appreciated. Then there's a, a befriending team, which is others who are maybe not up for the welcome team, but they're kind of to take the ball on and bring it in and, 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 and not have a scrum around them. Uh, never mind the rugby yesterday. I missed it, perhaps. Um, but just to f- make people feel welcome and um, befriend them according to, you know, so there's a befriending team. And then there's a wider one, which I guess is all of us, which is minglers. We're looking out for people. We're um, looking out for those newbies and uh, chatting to them uh, whenever we can. Or people we haven't chatted to for a while. It's not just the complete newbies. Um, I must hurry on. So uh, the idea then is we become more welcoming as a church family. People who want to come and look at the church in more detail, detail, they can come in a midweek to a a connect group, we're calling it, because they have those other churches, and I thought that was quite a good word, connect. Um, So uh, that will be hosted by Lindsay, myself, and Dave and Lydia are going to be helping us with that one. Uh, So to give a chance for people to uh, come in, and then when the next Alpha's there, or the next um, baptism, or there's a new life group or something, they can go into that. Um, and we'll have a termly Sunday lunch. Lots of people have volunteered to help with termly Sunday lunches where new people can come along and have lunch with some of the leadership. So if you fancy sort of cooking your favourite pork, something or other or whatever, let us know on that as well. So we've got a, a big, a nice big ro- rotor for that. Um, Andrew mentioned the pack here. There will be a new one of these, the welcome pack at some point. Um, again, uh, lots of work going into that. And there's a little slip here, which has been mentioned a few times. So someone comes, they fill in a little slip, and eventually it would find its way to Lindsay and myself. We'd be able to follow people up and invite them to the group and, and that sort of thing. So the idea is it's, it's sort of a bit joined up. Well, fairly well joined up, we're hoping, in terms of welcoming and giving people uh, a route in if they would like that. And there's going to be the welcome from the front, which Andrew and the others have been doing from time to time. Well, every week, probably. Uh, <laughs> And uh, the idea then is that uh, there will be, there's going to be a hosting thing which the elders will be talking about in due course, more on that in the future. The thing is, 
It's not just for a small team. It's for all of us. Because just as we've all received, so we should all give. That's the idea. Uh, Not my idea, by the way. Uh, God's idea. Um, So it's donut time. Yay! So those four people, please, who brought out, can you get your donut stations? And... I'm, this, you, know, you need to engage with me on this one. Don't leave me high and dry and miserable. Um, I need your support. There are different sized donuts. So if, like Karen, you want a full man-sized donut with loads of sugar and jam in the middle, which she said at the beginning, will there be? I see she's taking notes. Note that one down, Aaron. Um, <laughs> is that um, you go and grab a donut, and then... Uh, you go and find someone. Oh, by the way, there are small, healthy donuts as well, mini-sized donuts, like in that story. But they've got chocolate on them. Yes. Um, and you might want to save your donut for coffee, or you might just eat it there and then. Um, so there should be plenty. Uh, we, we emptied uh, Alton of donuts yesterday when we went round the town to find donuts. We've got plenty of donuts. Um, so what I'd like you to do now, please, as you engage with me, and this is your cue, uh, Gordon, in about one minute when I just finish yabbering on, is, uh, we'll have a bit of music, um, is to go and, go and grab a donut, find someone that you either don't know at all, have never spoken to, <gasps> help, it might be a person in the church for ages, or find someone you haven't spoken to for a little while and go and have an utter with them, swap names, goodness me, can we do that? Yes, you can! and find out a fact about them and have a little fact about yourself lined up uh, as well. Nothing kind of too sinister or sordid, one trusts, um, but just something a bit, you know, to to let them know a little about, I've got a few children or whatever it may be. Um, And um, so after a while, uh, you've done that. I will call us back. There's going to be some nice music going on. And I'm hoping that I will not see John sitting there. And I'm hoping that I won't see Adrian sitting there or Emma there. That everyone will be sitting in a, in a different place with another person scoffing donuts with jam dribbling down there <laughs> or wherever. There are serviettes, by the way. And it does come with a government health warning. Don't do this at home. So... Um, I'm going to give you about five minutes, so please don't just hang on. If you can't move easily, someone will move to you. But can you really go for it? Because we want to have worship at the end, and I've got a few little words just to say before we kind of finish. So cue the music, please, Gordon. Thank you. It's a thousand reasons to move from your seat by Matt Redman, hopefully. So go, move. Yes, let's have that music, Gordon. Yeah. Oh, yes. What? Which one? What do you say? We meant to eat the donut. I'll give the donut to someone else. Well, hopefully someone will give one to you, but there's 200, so get plenty. Right. So go grab those donuts. I'd better go and get one, actually. Mm. I should do it, too. I should do that, too. Otherwise, it's two-faced, isn't it? (laughs) Mark. I know you. (laughs) He's still running. Good man. Now then, turn the thing. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Oh. 
Okay, everybody, if you can um, kind of find a seat near you, or you can stand if you like, that's fine. I can see I've totally lost control. Who cares? Thank you. Can you find a seat, please, near you, somewhere? So, have you spoken to each other before? You two? No. And have you spoken to each other before? No. Fantastic. Who are you? <laughs> No, I <laughs> it's not a bad idea. Andrew, I've just been asked, are we going to have donuts every week? <laughs> well, I have, I'm having a second. Thank you very much. <laughs> right, are you all kind of vaguely near a seat? I'm looking around seeing people, many people sitting in different places or people sitting with them who are different, if you see what I mean. <laughs> um... We're going to have, um, in a moment, uh, Kathy, the band, are going to play uh, a wonderful song. I've no idea what the song will be, but I know it will be wonderful. Peter's got a donut in his mouth, and he's not quite sure how he's going to play. Well, you don't need to play. I'm sure the others can play. Don't worry, Peter. Just, it's difficult when you've got the sugar. You ever play that game at a party where you've got to eat it without licking your lips? I got one smartly that's just chocolate. So, um, actually, I haven't managed that yet. Um, so here's the challenge before we have a kind of a final uh, worship song. Um, looking round, I'm seeing a church which has kind of done a little bit of integration, a bit of, you know, accommodating, moving around um, out of maybe comfort zones, speaking to other people. Um, and that's fantastic. Um, what I'd like to ask you to do humbly is... Would you look out for that person that you've just engaged with, you two, for example, um, there, 
Um, would you look out for each other? And everyone here who's just chatted to someone different today, would you look out for that person next week? Can we do that? Never mind, when you come back, Reg, that is a flimsy reason. Um, and um, then if you can do it uh, the week after as well, please, if you wouldn't mind. And, and then maybe just one more week after that, that's, that's a month. Look out for them, notice if they're not there and be kind of friendly to them. Um, oh, and then the next week, could you try and look for one extra person, please? Just do that for me, would you? One extra person that you haven't spoken to. And do the same with them for a, for a month, not forgetting the first person that you've been speaking with. And then can you do that for the whole year? And let me tell you what happens if, if you do that. I did my sums now. If 200 people uh, do that for 12 months, that's 2,400 fresh relationships, connections, friendships to the glory of God. Each one of them. What you've done this morning is uh, to the glory of God. And actually, you enjoy that as well. And if you keep doing that over a year, 2,400. Oh, by the way, and new people coming in as well. So, oh, we're going to have to do it. We might have to do it more than once. So I'm trying to encourage you, please, will you do that, uh, that this place might be known as a welcoming, loving, friendly place where everyone's valued, appreciated, because that's how we're meant to be. And our DNA changes. We become a church that's known for love, known for good things, known for welcome. Um, hello. <laughs> you will have to take that up with uh, An Andrew, uh, Anthony, and John. Um, but remember the church of Acts 2. The call of God to his family is that we be united, loving, inclusive. Paul writes a lot about that. And remember, remember the um, a great banquet um, that shows the heart of God towards us. Be friendly, be welcoming, and be intentional about it. Don't just think it's going to happen. You've actually got to move out. You've got to be intentional. You've got to decide to yourself, coming out in the morning... I'm going to speak to someone. I remember I said I was going to. You've got to make a, a, an intention and follow through on that. So don't be a cliquer. Be a welcomer. Now, this last bit is a bit risky. <sighs> Let's see if it works. Is anyone here a welcomer? You see, the deal is, we're all meant to be welcomers, um, and that is how it's meant to be, and Psalm 133 just says, hey, tell you what, if you love each other, I'm going to pour loads of blessings on you, so let's be like this, not just today, with donuts, but every week. Can we have a bit of music, band? Uh, please come up, band, take us on a piece of music. I'm just going to pray. Lord, I pray that we would be uh, an enjoying and an enjoyable church. I pray that we'd be a worshipping church. I pray we'd be a place that you bless week by week. You bring people, Lord, and that there'll be safe 
to bring to us because we won't mess them up um, and that the church will grow and be happy. And thank you for this time this morning, Lord. I pray that what we've just talked about a bit lightly, Lord, I pray that actually something a bit deeper will go down into our hearts and that we would become the people you want us to be. For your name, your honour, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus, we bring it to you. Amen. Amen. Bless you. Ah, my donut. Oh, I better sit somewhere different. Our first song has the, the first line, um, in this time of desperation. And uh, do you know, when somebody asks me to do something like that, I start to feel a little bit desperate because I'm absolutely appalling at meeting people um, because you might not believe it, but I'm actually really shy. Um, I can stand here and sing because that's something that God sort of, you know, put in me. But I find it really difficult uh, to speak to people. So... Um, Thank you, those people who, who spoke to me, and I spoke to them too, actually. But if, if you're think, you feel the same way as me, we're in it together, you know? And uh, actually, God's been challenging me about it, saying, come on, Kathy, you know, you're a big girl now. <laughs> just get on with it. So, um, so if you see me, uh, you know, looking a bit worried, just give me a kick. <laughs> Send me off in someone's direction. So in this time of desperation, but this song is... Uh, basically what we believe isn't it uh, and uh, it's good to uh, it's good to state it <coughs> in this time of desperation 